Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's podcast time for Castology. We are the podcast that listens to, likes, recommends, reviews, talks about, bitches about podcasts, and then tells you all about it on the side after we've done all of that off mic. Yeah. (laughs) I am one of your Castologists, Liz Best, here with... Zane C. Weber. And... Nick Bleeker. And we've got some podcasts for you this week because that's our jobs... And that's what we do. Job we love. Yes. Yes. I've actually come across a few like new podcasts in the last two or three weeks and I'm so excited to be able to bring you guys in the coming weeks. So it forces you to go out and just listen Mm. to stuff. And I actually had some time over the last long weekend that we just had to kind of sit down and just go through all of the podcasts that people have either sent to me personally or just kind of browse through categories that I like and yeah. pick cover art that I like and yes. hope that I strike gold. That's how, you, yeah, that's how I do Guys, it. Guys, cover art is podcast, important. It's really important. So yep. important. It's as important as a book cover. Even if you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, you will and You're still do. not going to pick up the <laughs> dusty, gross-looking book cover on the shelves. And, just, and that being said, like I work all day and all night and all weekends on podcasts. So sometimes when it's time to look for new podcasts, you can be like, oh, okay, all right, yep. let's do it. But like it, it only takes like 10 minutes of digging and then you're like, oh, yes, I love this. <laughs> let's pod- find another good one. The podcast that I'm recommending this week, and this will segue straight into my recommendation, is one that I found just, I don't even remember how I found it, but I found it through scrolling and looking and blah, blah, blah. And it's one of those podcasts that you hit for me um, where I listen to one episode and all of a sudden this is now my go-to escapism listen to podcast. I binged the entire podcast in a couple of days, everything. So I'm recommending a podcast called Story Club. Now, Story Club is basically a live storytelling podcast. So they get guests in um, to tell stories at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in Sydney with an audience. Each episode is between 10 minutes and 20 minutes long. And there's a whole bunch of different either known and unknown people who get up and tell their stories. Now, this is particularly good for me because it's a range of genres. So when I first texted the boys about this one, I was like, oh, my God, I'm really excited. I recommended two specific stories or three specific stories one of which made me laugh my ass off and one of which had me in tears and it was one after the other so um so I love that there's the different genres I love that it doesn't take up too much of my time I can jump in the car and polish off one episode um and that when I need something out of my day like that used to be r slash because it was just an easy 15 minute listen to stories um 
But listening to people's storytelling, it's inspiring. It makes me laugh. The specific episodes that I really love are um, James Colley's episode about a James. goose. Yeah. Um, Josh Lawson, he's got a lot of episodes, but the one I loved that made me cry was Grey Wolf and took me by surprise. I was not expecting to cry because he gets up and he goes, okay, I've got a poem and I'm like, ugh. And then by the end of it, I'm crying. Um, and Jordan <laughs> Raskopoulos's The Beef Oracle. <laughs> oh, Jordan um, Raskopoulos is a gem. Oh, my He is the king of telling stories with the exact right pace to take the audience exactly where he wants them to go. Or he, they, she? She, she. I believe now. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She. I'm just checking now. Yes, double check because I do not want to get that wrong. I've just, we literally just had a conversation off air about how I'm trying so hard to be good with my pronouns and I fuck up in the first 10 seconds of this episode. She. She, yes. yes. So she's just, she's just a comedy gem like absolute perfection when it comes to timing so yes um i have listened to probably i think there's about 138 episodes i've probably listened to 130 of them now i just <laughs> jesus back okay. to back well, to back one of so those. the story club excellent zane what have you got this week uh not breaking from my yearly theme but it's i think this is a really interesting and fresh approach to climate movement mm-hmm it is called Inherited. Okay. And it's episodes, there's only five or six. Uh, it's, it's episodes created uh, by and from and for youth who are involved in the in climate in the climate movement. Oh. So it's it's literally passing it on to the next generation, how they're viewing it, what they're doing, and the questions they have for us, basically. Just like if a handful of people can do this, why aren't more people getting involved mm. and that sort of thing is very compelling because I think people of a certain age, meaning elder millennials, we still think of ourselves as the youth when yeah. the youth are no longer like when we were their age, we were not as involved as they are. No. And we need to recognize that and embrace that because that is going to be what changes the world. Um, and this is a great example of exactly what the youth climate movement is capable of. Uh, so it's produced by Georgia Wright and Juliana Bra- Bradley. Um, so they released these episodes uh, last year. I don't know if there is more coming, but these episodes are really, really great to listen to. Yeah. That sounds really fascinating. Mm, yeah. And I and I quite often, this is going to make me sound like I'm trying to make it all about me, which I <laughs> Look, mean, it's me. It's yeah. my shit. One third of this show <laughs> um, is you. <laughs> uh, young people these days make me feel so fucking lazy. <laughs> Like, I had all of the thoughts that they're having, but I was always too fucking tired to do anything about it. Were you too tired or were you told that's not for you yet? Actually, no. I was told there was a lot of the why are you thinking about that? Stop making everything so political. You know, you you know, just fucking we don't. There was there's a lot in our family. um, Actually, I don't really think it was. I don't know whether we. I've got a memory in my head of us just not talking about politics and it being mm. not a thing that was spoken about because up until um, oh, it wasn't that long ago that certain members of my family voted liberal and I couldn't understand why. But we'd never talked about politics in my family because my grandmother was such a staunch conservative mm. that it would just kick up a fight. So we all knew it was better just to shut up about it. Um, and also women can't do anything. So <laughs> Well, know? that's the thing. Like from the age of 15, I wanted to start 
start a magazine and mm. I wanted to do it right. You know me, like if I have an idea, I want to do it right now. Yes, absolutely. Please let me do it right now. Yes. And I kept getting told like, no, no, you don't know what you're doing yet. Yeah. You've got, you got to go, you've got to go get experience. You've got to you go to university. You've got to this. figure out what's going on. You've got to go work for News Corp. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I started a theatre company <laughs> with a bunch of friends at like 19 and people didn't take us seriously they were just yeah. like you know you've, you've got you haven't been through paid your dues in society or the world yet um, and honestly that's what that's one of the great things i love about podcasting is it gives people who want to have a say and have a voice do exactly this is have a say and have a voice and whoever wants to listen to it can listen to it you don't have to invest you don't have to convince someone to open the gate for you you can just have you can just walk through the gate which is yeah so that's in inherited inherited yeah cool nick what do we got not that um <laughs> <laughs> i'll show you um my uh recommendation this week is called nice white parents oh um, sounds like what i was opposite. just talking about with my conservative grandmother <laughs> yeah. um so it's a collaboration between the new york times and serial or i think serial has like a production arm now like it's not just specifically yes, a, yep. yeah all oh, right um so they've actually collaborated with the new york times um for this podcast called Nice White Parents, which is uh, basically examines the public school system and inequalities in that system, uh, mainly framed around New York and Brooklyn, but it's sort of a... Public school in America is rough. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so... Public anything in the US is, is rough, rough, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, public school here can be amazing, but it's still well underfunded. But public school over there is just... Woof. It's uh, Yeah, it's rough. Um, but this one examines, um, the, obviously, the inequalities within that sort of education system, but the barrier between that is being white parents, um, mm. rich, affluent white parents. Um, I There's probably a little less to do with sort of middle and like lower class, I guess, I say in quotes. Um, mm. But this has more to do with like the affluent side of white parents getting in the way, even with the with even the well-meaning ones getting in the way of equality within the public school system. Um, it's fully released um, as far as I'm aware now. Um, it's pretty, it's angry making. <laughs> uh, fair fair warning. Um, cool, I'm in for such a great week uh, next week. <laughs> um, I find Inherited inspiring, okay, even though it, it is about climate change. Yeah. So climate change I'll put that out there. That's but good. good to know. I'll go in with the mindset of wanting to be inspired. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Nice White Parents. It, it For me, I, listening to it, it really made me appreciate the public school system that I grew up and it was educated in, but also made me very depressed about stuff over there. It's a <laughs> fucking cycle. The course, it just really, keeps seriously. certain people at a certain mm-hmm. level yeah. for their entire fucking lives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, nice white parents. I'm already angry. Mm. Excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to our reviews for the podcasts. Podcasts that we recommended last week. And I would like to hear, Zane, about yours, and then we shall review. So I recommended Bad Faith, which is, uh, well, so it's a politics and pop culture kind of panel show uh, presented by uh, Brianna Joy Gray and Virgil Texas. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Sorry, so it, it, it's kind of deals with why civilization is collapsing uh, and... Uh, what the left can do to figure it and kind of how to unite the left and kind of fight against the collapse. What did you think? I need to hear from Nick first. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> Deal breaker. These episodes uh, go beyond almost an hour and a half for Correct. the most part. Deal breaker for me. I'm off 90 to two hours on podcasts. Uh, it probably says a lot about me as a person. It's it's a lot about where our mindset is at yeah. at the moment yeah. as well. Like uh, back in the day when Hardcore History Hardcore was history, yeah, recommended, yeah. I could actually felt like I could settle into that a bit more. But now my brain is shot. That's it. 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. The, Look, the, the, the dream. <laughs> <laughs> that, that said, it's not... It's a deal breaker for me because I just feel like I'm like I I'm consuming so many podcasts. It's hard to start. Yeah, it really is, and especially with a podcast that has almost what 45 episodes that I'm counting on here. Mm-hmm. That's not to say it's a bad show. I only listened to one episode because I was like, Jesus Christ, this is going for 90 minutes, and I have a lot of shit to do. Um, which was uh, I, am, I completely lost it. Actually, it was uh, naturally about the storming of the Capitol. Of course, it was. Um, because you know I like to punish myself that way. Um. And initially, I didn't know what was going on. I was sort of like, I hate Virgil. I was like, you're annoying. Uh, Brianna's, <laughs> wow. Brianna's. No, no, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is this is again. This is my. These are my initial thoughts until I got to a point in the episode. Um, Brianna was great. Um, I feel like I'd seen her before. I think I'd seen her on the Showtime show, The Circus. I think she might have been on that. Yeah, she, she got around. Um, it still does, like, as a political journalist. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they started, uh, they had two guests come on who I'm blanking on, but then the discussion started going into one that Zane and I actually had before the show, which was really interesting about labelling people as terrorists and these people as terrorists and the no-fly list and then parlor and deep platforming people and the the actual like adverse effects of deplatforming and what that could do to incite mm. rather than oh well just deplatform all these people that way they don't do anything but that makes them even more angrier because they can't vent and I was like, oh shit, that's a real, that's really interesting. I would not have thought of it like that. And yeah, Donald Trump's going to sweep in with a social network that charges yeah. people a yeah. subscription fee yep. to be a part 100%. of and continue to make a bunch of money off racist fucks. <laughs> um, and the the thing that made me that real Virgil back in for me was because Virgil was the one I think that brought up the point and was that was the counterpoint to what they were talking about in defo- like uh, removing parlor and all that sort of stuff. And then I was like, okay, this that that's a very interesting conversation because that's a viewpoint that I had not heard or discussed or seen. And that's probably because that's my views probably don't align in that mm. direction. So I probably am not actively be- looking for it. Honestly, him. it's because the schadenfreude of seeing them be dis- dis- deplatformed is so sweet. It is. But you still have to kind of like take a step back and go like, okay, but what are the what's the ongoing feedback loop that we're entering into here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think for me, that was where I was like, okay, this is a good show not a show for me but this is a good show that if you're looking to get informed about specific things or if there's specific viewpoints that you probably are not sure where to go for that or you're looking for like for alternative thinking I guess this is a pretty good start for that if you want to invest 90 minutes to two hours it's worth that for me I was like Jesus Christ this is a lot but it's a good show I'm not subscribing to it because it is fucking too long for look me, I, but yeah. I do not expect either of you to subscribe to most of the shows I'm going to bring this year because most of the shows these bring this year and they're not about broad appeal they're about important information um, what I will say is is pretty much exactly what you said like if you identify as a member of the left or a leftist and you want to you want to know what to say to people who uh, basically deny that you have the right way of thinking. This is a great podcast that gives you both sides of thinking and then weighs them up and tells you why 
conservatives think the way they do and why leftists think the way that they do and then you get to make your choice yeah. and i and i honestly after that episode i was like i actually feel kind of smarter mm. like i was like a lot after a lot of these sort of political podcasts i'm like oh my god i'm really fucking stupid like i like there's just a wall here mm. and my head's like eh. but i this- will say i will say i think that is what virgil texas brings to it, it exactly because he like Chapo Trap House is not a highbrow podcast, but I think he 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 he's not a dumb person, and so he can bring it uh bring it to a level where people can understand. Yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like with Virgil, I didn't find him that funny, but I think the fact that he was able to inject himself in the yeah. conversation of what like that subject matter of oh how funny is it the no fly stuff, which to be fair is actually really funny. Mm. But then they're like, yeah, but it's the no fly list is really fucking dark when you think about. It because there's no re- like there's no rhyme or reason to it. You're on it. You're on it, and it de- it's it's not just denied these uh you know nuttos or whatever get like flying home. It's denied people entry into like into their homes, mm. and like it's it's not just this thing. It's a much broader line of thinking mm. and uh restriction. So yeah, I honestly like that for me. I was like I got a lot out of this episode, but fuck me, this is a lot. Yeah. So I was not looking to get informed, and I am not looking to learn anything for the next couple <laughs> of weeks. I got to a point where I spent so much time obsessing over what was happening in the US and what was going to happen in the US and holding my breath until the inauguration, hoping that the podcast terms didn't come to play (laughs) in a reverse, really horrible way that in the last few weeks, I've just wanted to breathe out and not take in anything important. That being said, I listened to the red green. What was it called? The red, the red green. green. Yeah, yep. just the red green. Yeah, I thought there was an extra word, but no, the red <laughs> green. Um, and fuck, that was fascinating. Mm. Like talking about, like even at the start, it's just kind of talking about how capitalism came to be capitalism and why it's fucked and how it's edged further and further towards fuckedness. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has a lot of really good things to say. I don't think it's quite as accessible as the Good Newsweek comparison that you made. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's it for me. It didn't feel like a platformy, chatty kind of news presentation show. Um, but what it did do is present um, information that didn't exist in a partisan bubble. Yeah, which I thought was really good and important. Um, and yeah, it's it's it is accessible in that way. But again, at the moment for me, I'm not, I'm still obviously being informed. I'm not a complete fucking, you know, like, yeah. I'm not like certain people that we both know that I will talk about off air. But I just, I, I can't, I, I can't, I'm sorry, don't hate me right now. Um, but it is something that I, I would like to go back and probably once I'm back into, yes, fuck the world, fight the power mode again, I will probably have a listen to. I do recommend um, that episode that I'd, I, I'd listen to yeah um, I'd hang on. I'd really I still to find think the you should it. listen to the red green I think that yeah, particular episode yeah. you would get a lot out of Nick yeah um, I, I'm happy to trade wise. episodes if you want to trade episodes. yeah all right well let's go swapsies yeah um because I'm honest, honestly the fact like I didn't turn off the show like, yeah I kept it's listening the, to it's it. the starting for me like mm. seeing I am quite like I will sit down and listen to five hours worth of 15 minute podcasts but when I look at something <laughs> that 
says two hours and ten minutes i'm like i can't possibly like i delude myself into thinking that if i only listen to short podcasts then i'll get up and do something so it's the starting but once i start i'm i'm in you know yeah okay that's totally all totally fair cool so we're going to review my podcast that i bought last week now which was phoebe reads a mystery where phoebe judge reads a mystery (laughs) she reads a chapter a day from a mystery novel and phoebe judge for the people who weren't listening last week is i'm phoebe judge and this is criminal of criminal podcast fame what do we think this might be my shortest review it's a good podcast pretty simple like uh, shortest uh, title shortest (laughs) review honestly if you if you're looking if listening to this i i'm because i'm listening to one or two audiobooks at the the same time this is actually a pretty nice way to to break it up with some of the more public domain stuff um phoebe's voice is excellent (laughs) like honestly yeah you get what you get really like you you pick a story and then go in and it's just really pleasant yep that's it i like phoebe judge's voice Mm -hmm. i hate (laughs) asmr oh this is a little too asmr she's got such a level voice doesn't she she does and like it's just it's just a little too asmr for me to ever feel comfortable listening to it Uh uh-huh i'm I'm always on edge kind of going like oh it is a mystery don't like that (laughs) don't like it um but you like you liked her voice with criminal and stuff it's just the reading and stuff yeah honestly Mm. I, i think because she's yeah, I think it, her reading voice is different to her presenting voice. She ebbs and very she's slightly. just got she's quite level, and it's a very slight ebb and flow with the way that mm. she approaches the the cadence of her storytelling. I mean, she could read the fucking phone. And book sometimes, and yeah, it. sometimes it's just a little too whispery. Yeah, and it's just like. Mm. No, thank you. She constant. She does feel occasionally like she's the librarian sitting at the front desk trying not to disturb anybody. <laughs> and that being said, like the production values are great. Mm-hmm. The content is great. Her voice is great. Like this isn't one of those podcasts where I dislike the podcast because of the voice. Mm. The voice is great. It's just a little too too close to ASMR for me to feel comfortable with it. So if you have a problem, if you like ASMR, great podcast. And I also just like the chapter a day thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just nice, regular, reliable, pick a book and go. Yep, like, pick a book and go. And it's free, you guys. It's free. Free. You can donate on her page. When you go to Phoebe Reads a Mystery page, there's a little donate button at the top. So if you wish to donate, donate. Yeah, make but it worth a while. Great. All right. You know what time it is. Sport time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to. Uh, we need to get like a bell, like a boxing bell or something. We like do that not. Do we? Absolutely yeah, is that not. something we need. No. Nope. Let's, let's vote now. Maybe you so start there's three a hands, sport listeners, podcast. There's three hands in the air saying yes to the bell. Lies. So I actually count 16 hands saying no. Yeah. <laughs> don't see that. Yep. There's only three. Uh, <laughs> so uh, my recommendation uh, was uh, BBC Radio 4's Bloodsport, which is a podcast that talks about the systemic doping of Russian athletes during the Olympics. What did you guys think? This is very interesting. Um, I don't view this as a sport podcast. I view this no. as a journalism podcast. Yes. Uh, this, I think this is a news story that has to do with sport rather than about sport itself. Um, and honestly, I didn't find the production values too difficult to get beyond. I was very confused, right? So I read a few reviews that were like, sound quality is awful, this is terrible, the production mm. values are awful, and... I actually forgot about those reviews when I was listening to it mm. because there was nothing that really jumped out at me as being terrible. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. It's just for a BBC production. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe what we... I think maybe in our heads we have different standards 
than the BBC actually has and they're used to putting things out quickly rather than yeah, like right. putting out top tier quality audio yeah. they're more content based but maybe that is just us but it's just like it has come up a couple times that audio quality is yeah, less than we would imagine yeah. yeah, I mean we've come across some really terrible audio quality before and with all the COVID stuff that's coming mm. out I didn't have a lot of problems you know what I did love about this podcast how short the episodes are mm. <laughs> and that's not because and that's not because I didn't enjoy the content I really did but it meant that it was just in comparison in the middle, to bad faith yeah yeah like <laughs> yeah. in the middle of um, you know my day I can fit in an episode and not have to start in the middle and go where was I up to because I can get the whole thing knocked over in fact at one point I think I was waiting for the second part of the episode to begin and I realised oh that was the ad for the end of the episode okay we're done um, I thought it was an interesting story that I didn't know a lot about to be honest like in fact I realised I knew next to nothing uh, so it was kind of really interesting podcast very interesting when you think about all of the different layers of like weirdness of some of the characters doing bizarre things for bizarre motives and I just was like why what the fuck is motivating this person and I still haven't uh, finished it yet but I will be because it's quick mm. um, but yeah it's it's much better than I was expecting from a sports podcast and a very interesting story it's I'm about six episodes in um I don't and think it's very long, isn't it? Like only uh, no, I've only got a couple more to go. It's like ten, 10 episodes. 10 yeah. episodes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one thing I would like more from this specific podcast, and I think those others like it, is like yes, we can talk about the Russians and why the Russians did this and why it was state sponsored and not private sponsored, etc., etc., etc. But I also think we need to go one step further and just think why is our relationship to sport such that a country felt the need to drug its people to win sport. Um, I think that's the one level that it, it hasn't gone yet. It might go there. Um, but I think that's the one level that it doesn't really push it's into. Been, the whole sport thing, to go on a slight tangent, has been giving me the shits during COVID because it seems like everything else has to stop. But sport, mm-hmm. yep. sport has to keep going. And I get that they've, you know, with the Olympics postponed and yes. But like, for example, at the time of recording, we've got all of the Australian Open players quarantining oh, and God, bitching about their quarantine, even though all of them, like a whole bunch of them are testing positive to COVID. And I'm like, you are so lucky yeah. that you're even able to come here to play in the first place because everything else is shut down. <laughs> yeah, and I think just on, on that tangent, and I'll do it super briefly, that's the whole thing, like with, you know, with the... Uh, with the Indian uh, Indian Australian cricket test yeah. uh, in Sydney, when there was the waves of COVID, well, not the waves of COVID, but the outbreaks of COVID within mm. there, and the premier it was saying that it's it's important that we go forward because it's good for the mental health of people and blah blah blah. And it's just like, well, so is art so is, and theatre. So is lots of other things. Like, like, so is lots of other shit. Like people like never, to go to theatre and cinemas. Like, come on. I never understood how you can sit there and scream yeah. in a stadium with thirty thousand people, but three actors singing on stage is somehow yeah, like it's more <laughs> COVID. Yeah, it yeah. just. Yeah, it, that when I heard that, how I found different that quite countries value their sport and 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 how political. Like I love how I love how you know our prime minister is like, let's not bring politics into sport. Says the man who uses sport for politics at every fucking juncture that he possibly can. Yeah, <sighs> how good's the cricket, eh? How good? Uh, I love the cricket. I think it. we're I think we're pitching another podcast yeah. to, to someone, maybe the BBC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> politics and sport and. Um, 
what does it say that countries feel like they need to be the best and dominate in sport as to where we should place sport in society? Well, I mean, I think I think it's fairly fairly I think it's a fairly accepted point of view that sport is sport is what war was. So we compete in sport. Wait, 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 so hold we, on. Male sport. I think I think the competition that yeah. we have in sport is a vent for the competition yeah. that we would otherwise want to f- fight each other yeah. over. Yeah, because uh, people give no shits about women's sport. But let's let's just stand this there. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, just, just, <laughs> that's just, another one. Just on Buzzsport, a really good companion piece if you want sort of a visual thing. Um, Icarus on Netflix is a very good documentary that sort of runs parallel to this as well. So um, it got nominated for an Oscar and all this other shit. Very well done. So if you're like, I want more of this or I want to learn more of like like doping in sport and why mm. people do it and Russia specifically, Icarus on Netflix is, is, a, is a good watch. Excellent. All right. Well, that is us done for another week of recommendations and reviews. If you've got a podcast that you think that we need to listen to and talk about and debate about, then send it in to us. You can go to that'snotcanon.com forward slash castology. There's a form you can fill out. It's super easy. You can contact us on any of the social medias to let us know. We've got such a diverse range of interests here that almost every topic is covered, I think. You know, we've got history, science, spec fic from from Zane. We've got just sport from Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm into comedy or narrative. Anything that tells a story, anyone's stories, I'm I'm up for it. Also chatty time podcasts. Chatty time podcasts. Anything that's either a bit lightness or levity or people's human stories. Slice of life podcasts, I'm so into. Anything that adds comedy to another thing like comedy history, comedy science, comedy, anything that makes me laugh when I cry. (laughs) most of the rest of the day okay so please write in let us know and it doesn't have to be your podcast it can be something that you've listened to um that you just think that we'll love and yeah that's it from us so i have been liz best here with nick bleaker and zane c weber and keep listening to podcasts Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.